Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I'm giving people what they want. I'm oversharing. I'm telling you the most. I'm getting personal. I find that this is what people really tend to like. Now, I only have so many stories to go around, so unfortunately, this you know is, is kind of a limited time, not limited time. It is a limited quantity, limited availability kind of a topic. And the title I have for you is why I owed $10,000 to the IRS this year, subtitle, and what I could have done had I needed a payment plan. So I'm sharing this personal story because I think it's going to be super helpful. We have a lot of folks come into our various programs, whether they're students in Unfuck Your Biz or they come to us as one-on-one clients who have some tax issues with the IRS. And Sometimes these are really serious tax issues, like I've been neglecting my tax returns for four years, and I owe $100,000. That's not an exaggeration. That's like a fairly common kind of scenario to something like I failed, like I forgot to report one ten ninety nine, and now I owe like a few hundred dollars to the IRS, right? A lot of the situations are, are kind of in the middle. And mine, like maybe you saw the title or you heard me say it and you bulked at that. You're like, oh God, that's a lot of money. Um, but it's all relative, right? So I'm going to talk about it. We're going to dive into it. Um, before we get started, I want to let you all know that we have a little bit of a special promotion, very, very limited time. This is where the limited time comes in. If you're just getting started in your business or taxes are pretty new to you, you just want the basics. We have a really awesome $30 mini course called the tax toolbox. It's the essentials. For newer business owners, when it comes to taxes, it's normally $30, but you can get it by the end of day Friday. So that'll be tomorrow, the day like this episode releases. So if you're listening to this out in the future, I apologize. You missed the window. But if you buy it within the first uh, 24 hours that this episode is out, you can get it 50% off. So $15. Uh, We have a promo code for you. Just click on the show notes and you'll get the information about that right there up at the top for you. Okay. So check that out. Join the tax toolbox. It will prevent these kind of issues that I'm talking about on today's episode. Okay. So I always hear things like that, like people will say, um, I'm a social media manager, but I'm the one that needs social media help. I never have time to post on social media or copywriters who are always delayed writing their own copy for their website. Like you get the picture. We often will put ourselves on the back burner because we're too busy, like focused about our client stuff. Or when it comes to working on our own stuff, we just really, really overthink what it is that we do. And I'm sometimes very guilty of this myself when it comes to taxes and legal things. Shocker, I know. So last year, I did not make any quarterly tax payments. So insert our collective gasp here. Um, But don't go thinking that you can do the same. Because the difference is, I am on payroll, I have an S corporation, like many of our clients and students do, but I would say that's still in the minority. 
Um, and that means that most of my taxes are taken care of for me because I pay myself uh, through payroll twice a month. A big chunk is withheld for taxes. I'm going to talk more about that specifically in a second. And that means that I only really need to make tax payments on any additional profit I have in the business. And I talk about that additional profit when I do my profit reports here on the podcast. So I share about my profit pie. We have cost of goods, expenses, owner salary, and then we have profit above and beyond owner salary. And that's the portion on which I need to be paying taxes. So I usually expect that I'll need to pay about 10% of that profit amount. Okay. So in 2022, that profit amount was $36,000. So outside of all of my expenses and this amount of money I paid my th myself through payroll, I made $36,000 on top of that. So I figured I would have needed to have paid $3,600 in quarterly taxes. So not a, not a ton, right? That's a little less than $1,000 per quarter. Um, I rounded up to $4,000. That was my estimate of what I would owe. And I had about that amount saved for taxes when my husband and I went to file our tax returns. So I figured I have $4,000 saved. Um, hopefully we won't owe much more than that. If we owe like $5,000, well, I'll have the money in my like business operating account, right? Like that shouldn't be a problem. But I was still uh, technically behind because I hadn't um, been paying quarterly taxes this year. And that is what I call the oh shit cycle of back taxes. So I'm still trying to get caught up a little bit on the money I should have been saving throughout this year to pay my quarterly taxes. Luckily, I'm not like behind behind. I'm not on a payment plan. But a lot of folks who come to us do get in that situation. And that's why we tell people to take quarterly taxes and estimated taxes seriously from the start of the business. Because you don't want to get into a situation where you're always paying last year's taxes, which means you can never pay this year's taxes. And that means you're always behind. All right. So I'm there a little bit, not, not too, too bad. But like I mentioned, I had $4,000 saved. Um, but what I had not accounted for was an additional $20,000 payment that my husband got. So he probably doesn't want to talk about, want me to talk about his stuff in as great detail as I talk about mine. But, but essentially, he got, a, he got a new job, really great, different payment structure. Most of his in income still comes through a W-2, but some of it he got 1099 for, and that was new for him, right? So that amount of money was not subject to tax withholdings. As a lot of you know, that's how it works. W-2s are, 1099s are not. He did not make a quarterly tax payment for that. So when I learned about that, I, I figured that'd be a 25% tax. So $5,000 would need to be paid in addition for that amount of money. Altogether, this brought my estimate to $9,000 I thought we would owe when we went to file. And it ended up being closer to 10K. So not great, but we paid it, like made the tax payment. It just meant that some home improvement projects we were going to be doing would probably have to wait a little bit while because or wait a little while because we don't want to use like savings to pay for home improvement projects. Um, at least, you know, like not the emergency savings kind of a thing. So the hot tub, unfortunately, would need to wait a few months and some other things. But I thought about it and I was like, well, a lot of folks uh, might not be able to pay a $10,000 tax payment if they got that bill. It's going to depend on your financial situation, how much money you make, all those kind of things. So what would have happened had we not been able to pay? And more importantly, what am I going to do to hopefully ensure that I don't have a tax balance moving forward, or at least as big of a one? So the first thing, if we hadn't been able to pay, we could have set up a payment plan. So luckily, the IRS 
makes payment plans relatively easy. If you owe less than $10,000 in taxes and you haven't had to get on a payment plan before, you can get what they call a guaranteed agreement, which is just kind of a fancy way of saying you can go to the IRS website, you can request a payment plan, and it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to be approved. Um, if you owe more than that, or you've had one before, you can still request an installment agreement, and it's it's probably you're probably going to be fine, unless you owe a lot of money, and this is like a really, really chronic problem, and you have like more serious tax issues. And when I say that, I'm talking about like fraud and these kind of things. So payment agreements are great. Generally, when it comes to determining how much you should pay, this is kind of a, a question or a topic for a different podcast, but I'm just going to give you the highlights. Inside of my program, Unfuck Your Biz, I recommend one of two methods. I also write about this in my book. So if you this applies to you, grab a copy of the book. We have like a whole chapter on it. But generally, there's one of two methods. So there's like the quick method where you want to pay it down as fast as you can. And then there's like the slow and steady method. So I recommend that people do the quick method if they're able to quickly pay the tax off over the next few months. So let's say you owe that 10 grand and you think, okay, I'll make um, a $4,000 tax payment now. And then like, I'll do 1500 for four months. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. And then you're thinking after that, I'll continue saving like $1,500 a month until I get caught up on where I should be for quarterly taxes this year. If you can do that, great. If you can't do that, you're like, I don't have enough discretionary income for that. The main thing I like people to focus on is getting off that oh shit cycle I mentioned, which requires that you prioritize saving for this year's taxes. So you're going to save everything that you need to save for your quarterly taxes. And then you're going to look at what's left over for your discretionary spending. And then you're going to base your installment agreement off of that which may mean that you're setting up a one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year installment agreement with the IRS. You can always pay it off down the road if necessary. That's better than overcommitting yourself because the IRS tends to have... It's I always tell people it's it's kind of like when you have student loans through the government. You have They have much better um, forgiveness options, forbearance, hardship, all that kind of stuff. The interest rates tend to be better than... Um, sending all your money to the IRS and then getting into credit card debt with private companies who really could give like two fucks about you, right? So that's the way I tell people to think about these installment agreements and your pay down method. If you want to read more about the installment agreements, any of that kind of stuff, it is in the book. Um, you can get a snippet of that for free on our website as well. We have a back tax strategy blog post. So just go to notavglaw.com, click on podcast and blog, You'll find it. It's like up towards the top, but we'll also hyperlink that in the show notes. Um, if you have a pen or you just want to type it out, it's forward slash back hyphen tax hyphen strategy is the direct link to that post. Um, you can also download our back tax strategy guide. Um, this is a freebie that I decided to make specifically for this episode. So this is um, a guide that we give to students inside of Unfuck Your Biz. We're going to make that available to you. You can download that guide. Um, let's just, let's do backslash back tax strategy guide. That's a long one, but we'll just spell it all out, make it easy to find. And you can grab that there. So the fix, what did I do? So I told you I didn't have to get on an installment agreement. What did I do? Um, I ended up increasing my tax withholdings. So I, like I mentioned, pay myself every other week. 
that is all taken out of my paycheck. And before, so I claimed zero on my W-4. So if you're not familiar, the W-4 is that form that you fill out anytime you get a job where it asks you how many dependents do you have? And then you're, you know, you're putting the one, the two, the three, or the zero, you put zero, you get the most amount of taxes withheld. So I already had zero. So it was taking out the maximum amount of taxes, which for me was $1,200 per month. And what I decided to do was rather than having to manually set aside more money, I changed my withholding and I did an override, which you should be able to do in any payroll system. I did an override. So now 30% of all money is withheld and goes towards taxes. So now I'm automatically paying $2,500 per month in taxes, which is a lot. Um, I'll still probably have to pay some money on my profit, um, but that's going to cover a lot of it. If you're not an S-Corp, you can do the catch-up strategy that I mentioned before, plus you're going to need to increase your quarterly tax payments most likely, and if you ended up owing last year. You'll probably need to make a new estimate. So some accountants um, will do what I'm doing uh, for their clients. So I talk to folks all the time who who tell me like, I take a salary, but I don't actually get any money. It just all goes to taxes. And the reason why is because they might have a business where they're making $500,000 and they have you know $250,000 in profit. So they take a $100,000 salary, but they just have 100% of that go to taxes. And then the other 150, they're taking as distributions. And that's what's paying for their living expenses. The more profit you make proportional to your salary, the higher the withholding percentage is going to need to be. So I know that's a little bit confusing, but if you if you think about it this way, like if you make a salary of $50,000 and then you have additional profit of $100,000, well, the taxes you're paying on your salary is definitely not going to cover that distribution. So you can maybe do, think about it. Okay, so let's do the math. If we did 100% tax withholding on our $50,000 salary, now we're paying $50,000 tax on technically $150,000 in profit from the business, 50,000 salary, $100,000 in owner distributions, that's one third, which might be about right. If you have a million dollar business where you're profiting $600,000 and you take a $100,000 salary, that's only one fifth, 20%. So that might not fully cover it. All right. So these, these percentages, these proportions are different for everybody. And this is why it's really important for you to not just like say, oh, someone said 20%. So I'm going to do 20%. No, it's very very particular about your business. And this is why I'm so passionate about educating people about their taxes. It's why we cover this inside of our courses in such great detail, because I want people to be empowered to know like, oh, my spouse got a bonus that is going to increase the amount of uh, quarterly taxes we probably should pay collectively as a unit, or I got a raise, I'm making more money, that's going to increase our tax bracket, which means that I need to have more tax withholdings on my income. It's all a very collective, holistic approach. And unfortunately, even if you're paying for like the highest level service from your accountant, your accountant does not always have all this information. Like, I don't know what your personal financial scenario looks like. Like we have clients every year um, who have unknown circumstances until we start working on their tax return. And they're like, oh yeah, I got this money from this place. And we're like, okay, well, 
that has all these trickle down effects. And there's no way we could have really advised you on that because you just told us about it right now. You need to have enough information for yourself so that you can make quick pivots, if nothing else, to ask your tax professional about these kind of things when they do pop up. Okay, so like I mentioned at the top of the episode, we have a lot of resources for you, probably too many. I probably overwhelmed everyone like usual, but you can get the back tax strategy guide for free, link in the show notes, and then also 15% off of our tax toolbox program um, just by end of day tomorrow. Click the show notes for that as well. So if you're watching this on your phone, I it took me forever to learn this. So don't I'm not like talking out of people if they already <laughs> if they already know this. I figured this out. Um, when you open your podcast app um, and you're looking at the like at the episode, just scroll down and the show notes are like under there. For some reason, I always thought you had to like click over to the website to see the show notes. No, they should be right there. And we'll put all the links right at the top so you can see those. That's all I have for this week. I hope this uh, episode was educational for you. I hope it was useful. If you liked it, share it with your friends. We always appreciate that. And also, if you're not already a member, make sure to join us in our Facebook group, Braden's Besties. You can ask questions in there anytime you like, connect with folks. Um, we're doing a lot to try to make that a really, really valuable resource for all of our listeners. So you should be able to find that if you just search Braden's Besties on Facebook. We'll let you in. You can hang out with us and uh, you can make some new besties yourself. So that's all for this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back in your podcast app next week for another episode. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.